welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends <laughs> and how I met your mother. I met David. I'm Natalie. Did you forget for a second? Oh, no, I was doing, uh, I'm still trying out oh, new, right, uh, right. <laughs> new intros. I haven't settled on one okay. yet. Okay. No, I like it. Uh, any, any notes that you have, uh, please let me know. Okay. On, uh, I'll keep that in mind. Keep um, so we just, uh, uh, this is a podcast, if you don't know, in which we watch one episode of Friends and one episode of How I Met Your Mother and compare and contrast and just talk about stuff we thought and liked and didn't like. See, I'm still working out whether or not I need to like I think, reset I think that the was, premise was or, <laughs> okay. Um, so we watched seasons one Episode. episodes three. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, as as usual, uh, well, no, the first thing we have to do, I'm sorry, is we have to revisit our prediction challenge accepted right. predictions from the last episode. Um, and I feel like I feel like we were both kind of right, but you were more right. I don't, remind me of your prediction about the thumb. I just I predicted it was going to be Chandler's thumb, okay. um, which I, in a way, I, the reason I predicted it was going to be Chandler's thumb is because I predicted we were finally going to get a Chandler centric story, and we did. Yeah. And also, it's not like it's all the guys' thumbs that they're talking about. Right. Well, oh, you're talking about the thumb and the. That's weird. That there's two thumb there's two things. Thumbs. Yeah. There's the penis thing. Yeah. Like where the the. Uh, the who, who tells? Is it is it Monica who tells them that like the distance between your uh, index finger index finger like the and thumb is, but it's like the tip of the yeah. is the is penis size. Well, no, they don't specifically say it. I think she said, "Oh yeah, it's that," but it's we're all assuming that that's what they're. Yeah, it'd be funny if it were something else. What else could it be? Um, like optimal hair length. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then there was also obviously there was the thumb in the coke can in the soda can. Soda can. Yeah. yeah. We're not sponsored. Right. Actually, we are sponsored by Coke. (laughs) It looked more... What kind of drink was that? It was like pink. It was like a cream soda. Yeah. Was it like a LaCroix? Did they have LaCroix? It looked like a LaCroix, but yeah, it didn't... When did LaCroix exist? I feel like the 70s. Okay. Because I remember my mom drinking them when I was young. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was a LaCroix. She was really ahead of her time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did she also have, did she get into White Claws? Yes. Uh, when you were young? <laughs> yes. I remember being a, being a wee one, having a sip on my mom's White Claw. Uh, her dressed all in millennial pink. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I predicted it would be Chandler's thumb. It's not. We've decided. My prediction was based on there being a Chandler centric storyline and he did get a, uh, a storyline. So I kind of got it. But your prediction for How I Met Your Mother, The Sweet Taste of Liberty, was that it had something to do with Marshall and law school. Yeah. And I feel like you got closer because Marshall studying for law school and making up a whole song about spending this Friday night studying and how good he's going to do and how being a lawyer better be worth it. I feel like we're about equal. We're about even with the prediction. So you think this is a point each? Yes. Okay. You know what? I'm going to mark it down. Okay. Mark it. So that makes, for the se- for season one, two points for Natalie, one point for David. Okay. 
All right. And listeners, feel free to let us know if we're wrong about that. <laughs> if the point system seems off. Oh, like if they're keeping track? Yeah. Please do keep track. Yeah. yeah. That could be fun, right? <laughs> yeah. It could be fun to be told what we're doing wrong. That's, yes. what we, when, that's what the internet is for. Yeah. That's the whole reason you put yourself out on the internet is for other people to tell you in in which ways you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's let's get into uh, I can't say that's my po- that's my catchphrase from my other podcast. Um, Can you think of a new one? Like, um, let's dive in. <laughs> okay. I feel like it should be something like New Yorky. Okay. Like, hey, let's get like let's take a bite of the Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like. I'm talking here. Okay. Uh, no, let's. I'm talk- talking here about friends. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. No, I would. I, I could have done. I could have spitballed all night. Uh, so th- uh, in this episode of Friends, the one with the thumb, uh, I almost said the one where I met your mother. That's that's this show. Um, you've got uh, the the. I guess the 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 main storyline here is that. Uh, Monica, the friends, the friend group, her, this little like codependent clique. Um, this is, as someone with very few friends, this is how I tend to view like tight knit friend groups is yeah. like, there's something wrong with them. Right. Uh, but maybe that's just me being jealous. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm envious. Like I wish I had like a tight crew, but they're like always in your shit. Yeah, I guess. But you like you like them. Yeah. I mean, there's just not enough people I like that much. Yeah. That says more about us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When I hear other people, like I have other friends who are like, have just ongoing group text chains with like a group of friends, just an ongoing conversation. And there's a part of me that is like, like you said, en- envious yeah. until I like, I, if I actually think about it, I would get so annoyed so quickly with that. Yeah. Sometimes the check tech chain can be very, very annoying and frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you get a notification whether you want to or not. You never get a break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it is fun when you're in it. Like when you feel like you're invested in the conversation, it can be fun. Um, but yeah, but don't you also, sometimes maybe, it goes on forever and then you're like, is this over? Should I say something then? Or yeah. does this need a reply? Uh, yeah. Well, I also feel like, and again, maybe this is just me when I'm committing something to text, like it's going to be saved. I, I second guess myself. I never want to say anything because I'm like, this is permanent. Like what if I make a dumb joke? I, I Which, okay. yeah. as a guy, I've been spending 14 years making dumb jokes into yeah. microphones on, yeah. and th- yeah. those are all it lives preserved. On, yeah, Twitter? <laughs> I don't make dumb jokes on Twitter like I used to, mm-hmm. unless they're really dumb, okay. which I like now. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter, so I don't have that. Um, well, I am technically, but I don't, I think I've done all of two tweets in all of my yeah. life. It's really bad. Yeah. Like, I, uh... I joined or I, I got onto TikTok. Not, not I, as you know, I don't do anything. Oh, I love TikTok. Yeah, me too. But the main reason that I signed up for TikTok was when I have idle time, I want something to look at other than Twitter because Twitter, like 60% of the time, puts me in a bad mood. I'm in a worse mood than when I started looking at Twitter, probably more than half the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas TikTok is like, 
But I heard someone else, I can't remember who said this, that um, Twitter is full of all the people you know and hate, and TikTok is full of all the people you don't know and love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm enjoying TikTok. Um, we've already gone off track here. All this to say, if you want to be in a click with us, let us know. If you want to see us every day and maybe meet up in a coffee shop or a bar every single day of our lives, <laughs> exactly. maybe come to our apartment, maybe we'll come to yours, let us know. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you a key, I guess. Like, yeah. how many people do you think have keys to Monica's apartment? Monica and Rachel's apartment. I feel like the door is always open. <laughs> like, it's always unlocked. You don't need a key. Yeah, that's the version of Manhattan they live in. Yeah. A privileged Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, was this, I was going to ask this later. Uh, in, in this episode, Monica comes home, she's looking for Joey because she wants all the friends in one place. Yeah. And Rich was like, oh, I think he's across the hall. I'm trying to remember, because this is the first time we, at the beginning of this episode, is the first time we see their apartment. This is the first appearance of Joey and Chandler's apartment. And is it also, did we know that they live across the hall? Was that mentioned in the first two episodes? I think it was. Okay. I think it was. Okay. Because uh, I couldn't, because Rachel said it so casually, I was like, is that, is that new information or are we supposed to know that? Um getting off topic so the the, the main storyline is Monica's dating someone new her friends tend to hate uh, her uh, the people the men she dates this time they really like the guy but she doesn't right, right? that's the first storyline the second storyline I guess is uh, Chandler starts smoking which he had apparently quit three years ago uh, this is my favorite storyline of the episode by far <laughs> um, as someone who still smokes, uh, which you hate <laughs> and when I feel betrayed because you were a smoker when we met and now you've abandoned me. Yeah. We grow, we, we grow for the better. That's the whole point of life. Yeah. yeah I, I, that, I, I agree. Should That's we true. all be the same? We were 10 years ago. Absolutely not. I don't think you should be the same person you were yesterday. You should be better, be a little bit better every day. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I still, I still smoke. Not, uh, not like Chandler. Right, <laughs> like right. he seems to have two modes, just like I don't smoke or I smoke all day. Yeah. But like inside, like under tables, like at his desk, it, like he's, he's got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more on that in a second though. Cause the, okay. the third storyline, which is the one that the title comes from, uh, is that, uh, I almost said Lisa, uh, Phoebe, uh, um, uh, Michelle, wait, is she Romy or is she Michelle? She's Michelle, right? She's Michelle. Yeah. Um, Which we watched. We watched this the other day. It's yeah. so great. So good. Even better than I remembered. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So she uh, has some problem with her bank where there's too much money in her account and her attempts to correct that keep leading to her getting more, more money. free money, more free football phones, <laughs> and then she gets a soda and it has a thumb in it. This storyline has nothing to do with anything and doesn't make any sense, and it's kind of fun. But I think, I mean, she just has, like, a, like an incredible moral compass. Like, Phoebe's just like an angel. Yeah, I guess, but, I mean, it's all... You, you could say that, or you could say that her unwillingness to take free money from her bank it makes her like a uh, 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 house-trained slave to capitalism. Well, no, I think it's more like karma with with Phoebe so she ends up giving a thousand dollars to a homeless woman played by Beth woman. Grant played, yes yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And she offers $7,000 to Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you also know, wait, can we talk about, okay. Now, yeah. Now, now that I've laid it out, I think we can, can I, uh, maybe I'll, because I'll, because, uh, we've decided that I sort of host the friends recap and you sort of host the, I'm in your mother recap. Right. Okay, yeah. So, how about I get to my points that I wanted to okay. get to first okay. about this episode? And I weighed way more about friends than about how I met your mother. Uh, I should say, um, I noticed. So the, uh, have you been watching, like paying attention during the opening titles, which is like the way open titles used to be. It's like clips mm-hmm. from the show. So like, you have to imagine, and, I've, and I think about this because I've watched other shows before. They probably started off with a thirteen episode order or whatever, and so the all the clips in the opening titles at this point in the show's lifetime are going to be from the first like handful of episodes. Seen, yeah. And so there was one uh, oh. when that's uh, <laughs> not for us. Oh man, Our neighbor <laughs> Our, just got pizza. Yeah, we can see out the window. Our neighbor's getting a pizza. Um, if anyone so very wants to New York send again. us pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can be in our click you if you buy the pizza. <laughs> send us surprise pizzas. We'll take them. Um, so when they come back from the softball game and they're all like, yeah, like that's in the opening credits, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, or opening titles. Uh, so uh, things good and bad. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start with... Let's go. Let's go by by storyline. Let's start with uh, Monica's storyline. What happened to Franny? Did Franny get fired? Yeah. Now it's Paula. Well, we don't even know if it's the same restaurant. It is the same establishing shot. It is Iridium. Okay. okay. I looked it up. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to Franny. You know, maybe she spit in the salad or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. But she's not there anymore. Now it's Paula, played by Jennifer Lewis, who is now on Blackish. And yeah. is very famous on, on Blackish, but was also in, uh, uh, I remember her in The Preacher's Wife. She was in another sitcom. Was she? Like an 80s sitcom. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wait, was she on, maybe not regularly, was she on Living Single? Possibly. That sounds right. That does sound, mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a long time. I used time. to love Living Single. Um, and she also is, if I'm remembering correctly, I think she's William H. Macy's wife in Mystery Men. Oh, that's fun. Do you remember that movie? I do, yeah. Um, so I'm glad to have Jennifer Lewis. Uh, I don't know if we'll see. Maybe this is just like going to be like a, uh, a Murphy Brown's assistant or whatever, and there's going to be uh, a different... Uh, uh, line cook or whatever alongside yeah. Monica in every episode. I don't know if we see more Paula, uh, or not. Um, onto the smoking storyline. This is my favorite because, and, uh, you would know this if you followed me on Twitter, but luckily you made the right decision in your life and you're not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, bad cigarette acting is something that really bothers me. Yeah. And so you've got Joey, auditioning for a thing where he's going to have to smoke and he doesn't know how to, how to smoke and Chandler decides to show him. And that's how Chandler gets back into, into smoking. But like Chandler's, uh, uh, advice on like, like I honestly want to like capture that and show it to people who are bad, like at acting like they're smoking a cigarette. Cause his like, um, 
what I can't remember exactly what he says is like the cigarette isn't something you're holding. It's a piece of you that was missing when it wasn't there or a piece of your hand that was missing when it wasn't there or something yeah. like that's, that's honestly, honestly good cigarette acting yeah. <laughs> advice. You know what the show also gets right is actually drinking coffee. Like there's actually liquid in the cups, which is always a point of contention for me of, you know, drinking coffee that there's not even like water in it. Like you could tell there's no heft in the cup. Yeah. And like a fake swallow is just so annoying to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's actually like a brown liquid in the coffee mugs. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wonder what it is. Like, is it? I wonder if I, I wonder if they are all drinking decaf like in real life on set because yeah, like why not? Yeah, because they probably had to just sit there for hours and do multiple takes. Yeah, they can't be drinking. They're drinking coffee at eleven o'clock at night. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people do. I don't. Yeah, people do. Um, but yeah, so not only does Chandler smoke all over the place, he can, because in 1994, you could still smoke in a coffee shop, I guess. I know you, uh, because it wasn't until, um, like 2000 that it was banned in New York City. Do you remember? I don't know the year. No. Because you grew up in... Southern California was banned from the age of when you were like probably 12. It was yeah. like 94. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Cause I remember being little and like going to restaurants and saying like, we want the non-smoking section, yeah. but it didn't matter because it was just like a, like there was no, like if you sat at the table that was next to the smoking section, yeah. it's you're still inside with cigarettes. Even when I did smoke, I hated secondhand smoke. Like mm. I didn't like smoke inside it was always like an outdoor activity. Well, I guess that because of where you grew up, it would have to be. By the time you were smoking, you, there weren't very few places you could smoke indoors. Yeah. When I when I moved here to Los Angeles from Chicago, when I the, the first time I went to a bar in Los Angeles, it felt it felt like it was like a pretend bar. Like this is like, am I on like a set? What is it pretending to be a bar? Because to me. At that time in my life, after having you know lived in Chicago for four years, a bar was a place that had a foot of cigarette smoke <laughs> like yeah. clouding at the top of the of the ceiling. <sighs> uh, that was just that was just normal. Yeah. Um, and so it, it seems so weird. Like watching it now, there's a certain you don't just like react because like Chen, you shouldn't be smoking, but there's like a visceral, like, what are you doing? You can't yeah. light up in a yeah. coffee shop. It's, it's like lighting up on a plane or something. It just seems <laughs> right. like so wrong. No one else is doing it. Um, um, I also wanted to ask you about, so you mentioned, uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, where is Chandler supposed to be from? Do we find out because his cubicle, he has a Toronto blue Jays baseball cap behind him. Um, Maybe it, he's supposed to be. Is Canadian. he supposed to be Canadian? I, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. I wonder why he likes the Blue Jays. Maybe that comes up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also wonder if like they just weren't thinking. Yeah, they're through. like, let's put a sports thing up here, or like someone on the like production design like set dressing team. Yeah. is a Blue Jays fan. Yeah, just that like, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then finally to uh, oh, one more. No, no, no. I'll put that at the end. Uh, the, the other thing, speaking of how things like the smoking, how things look then and now, you know? So when Phoebe comes in at the beginning of the episode, the beginning of her storyline, when she's all like 
frazzled about the money. She's like talking, muttering to herself. Yes. And like, I realized it took me a second to realize it was supposed to be weird because subconsciously my brain was like, Oh, she's on her Bluetooth. Oh, that is weird. That didn't even occur to me. I just, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It took me a second to, to realize like, Oh no, she's talking to herself. People weren't doing that. I remember when I, uh, this would be like 99 when I was still in high school, I worked at Best Buy. Um, and I would, you know, doing my job, if someone was looking at CDs or whatever, or movies or whatever, I would, I would come up and say, can I help you with anything? And so there was this guy just like look, looking at the CDs, right? And I'm, I'm coming up on profile, so there's nothing in his right ear or whatever. He's just looking at the CDs. And so I walk up, do my job like, hey, can I help you find anything? And he like whips to me and like in this harsh whisper says, I'm on the phone. <gasps> Rude. <laughs> but this is 1999 and that was new yeah. the, the idea that it might have been 2000 but the idea that someone could be just on the phone with their hands free yeah um all right uh, a couple things that i've saved for the end because a couple things i didn't like i'm going to mention it every time it comes up apparently the friends sitting around ironically commenting on the mm-hmm. tv show they're watching mm-hmm. it really irks me it was it, um Jerry lewis and lamb Chop. yeah it's just, for some reason that that as a comic setup really like gets that. under my skin because yeah. it just seems I, I've said it every episode it seems so dated. Uh, also getting under my skin was and I've gathered that there's going to be a, a a lot more of this and friends to come. But the brief moment of like gay panic, yes, at the very beginning when yeah when when yeah. Chandler is is teaching Joey how to hold a cigarette and he yeah. says relax your hand and 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 Joey kind of like fully like flops his hand down and Chandler's like not that much and he's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> like they're it's they're so scared about the idea that even though like there's definitely more of that yeah sure at that moment everyone in the room by which I mean those two people know what's happening and like who are they scared is gonna think they're gay even if that were a problem they're scared yeah. even when no one's watching yeah the idea yeah. of having a limp wrist for a, a second yeah. for a reason that exists. I did. Uh, I couldn't even like, uh, and, I, and I imagine this will be my reaction when it comes up again. Like I can't even imagine it being funny at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it ever was. So those were my, uh, main thoughts on the one with a thumb. What are, what are yours? Well, did you notice someone's first appearance? Was it the first appearance of Gunther? Yes, it was Gunther's first appearance. Okay, because I actually looked, we don't talk about, we watch the shows together and then don't talk about them. Yeah. Because I thought so. Yeah. But then I looked on IMDb and he's credited as being in the second episode too. Hmm, maybe it was cut. Maybe, maybe it was cut. Yeah. Maybe he hadn't dyed his hair yet and we didn't notice. Oh, yeah, maybe. But a, like... Yeah, he is credited with being in the second episode, but this was definitely the first time that I noticed Gunther. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I like this episode. Do, do you want to talk about your funniest, your favorite line or the funniest line in your opinion? I thought I thought we did that. We did that at the end. Later. Okay. Sorry, we're still figuring this out. This is real smooth. Because you have, like, we have, we're... Working off the same outline, right? Or no, you're just working off your notes. Yeah. Because yeah, I thought I we had shared, this is like an off mic talk. I thought we had shared an outline before the second episode. Yeah, I'm probably not using it correctly. Um, 
yeah uh what are any other thoughts on 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 friends uh season one episode three the one with the thumb No, how disgusting would that be if you're actually, like, that would be so traumatizing to find a thumb. Yeah. And how would you even know it was a thumb? Like, you'd have to. That's what I was thinking. Fully, like, pour it out and, like, really look at it. Unless it's like a. Do you remember when there, like, aluminum cans would have, like, the big mouth or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, Mountain Dew did that, like, the big mouth. Like, unless it was that. Yeah. Not, there's not enough. And it's so dark in there. Like, how do you even yeah. see? Yeah. I don't know. It reminds me of. Uh, one time when I was a kid, I was at the public pool. I really hope that barking isn't being picked up on the mic. Um, I was at the public pool and I was drinking a um, Minute Maid brand orange soda. And, and I was having some sips of it, set it down on the table, went swimming a little bit. Got up, got the dogs are going crazy out there. Um, got up, went back to take a sip of my soda started drinking it felt something on my lip oh. and a bee Ugh. it was in the soda had like crawled out and was crawling onto my oh, lip god um and i threw the soda can across like the pool deck yeah. and ran the other direction yeah that's what you do <laughs> uh all right are, are we ready to move on to how i met yeah. your mother yeah this episode is brought to you in part by noom forget one size fits all diets With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Um, so this, The Sweet Taste of Liberty, um, I guess, so, uh, I guess the main storyline is... Um, Barney and Ted. So Barney has this idea. So everyone agrees that they're going to go meet at McLaren's like they always do and have a beer and talk. It's Friday night. And then Barney says, oh, let's let's shake it up. Let's do something else. Let's get out of this rut. Um, And everyone's like, "Mm, no, we're out. Like, we don't want to do that. So Barney forces Ted to jump in this cab with him. And and Barney says, oh, first we have to make a stop like an airport pickup. And Ted's like, okay, whatever. So we learned that this airport pickup is actually Barney, like, picking up on women flying in, like, at the baggage claim. And his little joke is, like, to put just empty luggage or, I don't know. Luggage full of condoms and power bars. Luggage full of condoms um, (laughs) on the conveyor belt and meet people that way, which is really gross. And I didn't really understand, like, why would you need the luggage? do that i don't know because i guess and here i am like taking it seriously yeah i guess if it were if i'm standing at the baggage claim and Without i start chatting up but okay. like at this point i don't have my luggage or whatever but i'm chatting this woman up i've got this whole story about how i'm an international businessman coming back from an international business trip with international business meetings um and it actually works and i get her to like hey why don't you come out with me or come home with me or whatever if we then leave the airport and i don't have a bag my my story is suspect. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally checks out. Makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> so Barney and Ted end up 
meeting these two women and they're they're going to Philly. So Barney's like, oh, us too. So Barney and Ted get on this flight to Philly and um, I guess these women actually have boyfriends who are like football linebackers linebackers for the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes. Oh, okay. So that's like the main story. So they call Marshall Marshall's like at home studying for his, singing a song, singing a song. Yeah. <laughs> singing songs. Um, he's studying cause he's always studying cause he's in law school. Um, and that whole storyline is they keep like calling him and saying, "Okay, come to Philly. Okay, abort. Go back home. Never mind. Come to Philly." So the whole time Marshall's like in a car, just going back and forth between New York and Philly. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I meant to look up like how long how a long drive that, trip would be. that is because it's like because Philly and I know Philly's just on the like Pennsylvania New Jersey border. So how much of New Jersey would you have to drive through? Yeah, find that, that up. Yeah, look that up. Um, okay, so they're on the flight, and then, it, so the plane lands in Philly, and they get um, apprehended by TSA agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait. Is TSA agents a redundancy? No. Is it like oh, yeah. PIN number, ATM machine? No, because the word is agency. Okay. And so they're agents who work for the agency, right? Okay. 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 So then they're they're t- they're apprehended. They're taken into the uh, ninety-eight minute drive. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Not bad at all. So they're being questioned by TSA agents, <laughs> I'm awful. and the reason why is um, because they have the TSA has footage of them putting fake luggage onto the conveyor belt. And then they also have footage of Barney constantly doing this. <laughs> and we see footage, which was, spoiler, like the funniest part of the episode, when they see this footage of Barney emerging from a duffel bag on the conveyor belt. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest part. Um, but then they find out that the bags are okay. They're, they don't have bombs or anything. They are full of condoms and a power bar. Um, the other story that happens in this episode is, um, Robin and Lily decide to have a girl's night out, a little G and O at McLaren's Mm -hmm. and, um, Robin keeps getting hit on. Sorry. Cause, um, Bob Saget says McLaren's in the opening. I'm trying to remember like with Gunther, I'm trying to remember if McLaren, if we knew the name of the place was McLaren's in the first two episodes, or is this the first time that he said, McLaren's. Uh, I don't know, actually. Okay. Just wondering. I'm not sure. Picked up on. Okay, so Robin keeps getting hit on at the bar, and Lily's kind of feeling like, oh, this kind of sucks. No one's hitting on me. She calls Marshall, and Marshall said, oh, well, it's because of your engagement ring. Take it off. Like, have a good time. I'm sure you know you'll get hit on a lot. So I think that was like cute. He's like secure in their relationship. They have trust. Um, so she takes the ring off and. Someone comes over to her. It turns out the guy's gay. So another, like, this wasn't, like, gay panic in the way that friends. Right. Uh, it was just kind of, I don't, it was played for a laugh. But he ended up being a really nice guy. He ended up being a nice guy. With he a, just a wanted violent to. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. But this man just wanted to come over and tell her that she had a great 
on her ass. <laughs> she sat in a grape. Which is weird that there'd be a grape at the that bar. That was my thought. I was yeah. trying to think, like, what cocktail has a grape it's as a garnish? It's not like a bar snack. Like, they have, like, pretzel snacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he was helping her get the stain off, I guess, with club soda. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else happens? I think... I- I think that's mostly it. I think the, like the main, the main thrust of the episode I liked because it was about kind of, you know, Ted being annoyed at Barney's shenanigans and like, why do I hang out with this guy? He's always doing these like crazy things and getting me into trouble and all to say like, he's happy that he has a friend that's so like fun and adventurous. Yeah. He, he remembers why. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, he's telling his kids this. Yeah. um, About, you know, Uncle Barney. Uncle Barney, yeah. Um, And it's also about friendship in, like, the Lily Robin sense because they wanted to go to the bar to, like, have a girls' night out and, like, talk and have fun together. But it ends up being just this kind of, um, not not a competition, but Lily, you know, wants to get hit on. (laughs) Yeah, does that... um from your point of view, does any of that ring true? Did you buy that Lily's emotional reaction to Robin being hit on? Did that seem honest? I mean, believable. Yeah, I guess possible. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel the same way, but I guess in the world of the, the universe of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like getting hit on is an annoyance. And if I were, if I were Lily, I'd be annoyed that the conversation kept getting inter- interrupted, but I don't yeah. think I'd, uh, I, I, I wouldn't think it wouldn't occur to me that a woman would feel jealous of that. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a woman, so I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be. And a ring, I don't think deters people from hitting on anyone. <laughs> you would know. So would you. Um, <laughs> No, I would say the ring made no difference <laughs> to me in the other way. No one was coming up and hit, hitting on me at bars before, before I wore a wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, stray observations about this episode? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Um, I like that Barney always knows the cab driver's names. I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, there's Leonard and... Uh, I wrote it uh, Gustav. Esteban. Esteban. Yeah. Esteban and Leonard. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, oh, the whole point of the episode is a Liberty Bell. Right? Oh, right. We okay. forgot to talk about So that. in yeah. Philly, one of the... So they end up meeting a, like a TSA agent named Sasha. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, I'm having a party with some friends. And of course, they're like, okay, let's, let's go. It must be hot chicks or whatever. <laughs> it ends up not being hot chicks. It's like a bunch of like security... Right security guys you know at her grandpa's house they're in a basement like a weird basement and they're having a hard lemonade which is a funny that is funny funny detail um and they meet a man i forget his name but he is a security guard for the liberty bell so barney's like oh do you ever touch it and the guy's like yeah of course (laughs) only all the time only all the time (laughs) do you ever put your head in it yeah of course (laughs) do you ever lick it no i haven't done that so that that's the whole the the taste of liberty is the challenge to lick the liberty bell we don't get to see this happen but 
Barney and Ted end up licking the Liberty Bell. It yes. t- tastes like copper. Yeah. It tastes like a penny. Yeah. Which is what you'd imagine. Um, but yeah, I think I think at the end of the episode, they end up going back to McLaren's for last call. Yeah. The, my my question was what like what time did this episode start? Like what what time yeah. was it at the beginning of the episode? Was it like was it like just dusk? Yeah, I think Cause it's like a long night. Seven. But also we have to remind ourselves that last call in New York City is 4 right. a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget that because yeah. we we live in a great city, Los Angeles. The one major drawback is our childishly early 2 a.m. last call. Right. But I'll take it. I miss bars. Yeah. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I guess I'll take what I can get. But um, didn't we... Am I imagining... You and I went to New York very early in our dating. Mm-hmm. Um, we, were, we were hitting the gas pretty hard at that point. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, uh, and I feel like, I, I don't remember how many nights we were in New York, but I, I, I remember saying, like, bars are open till four. At least one of these nights, we're staying out till four. Yeah, and we did. We did. Um, but did we actually, like, close out the bar? Like, a do we see the lights come on at 4 a.m.? That's what I'm trying to remember. I don't the remember. The problem with drinking until 4 a.m. is that you, you don't, don't remember, remember yeah. the end of the night. Yeah. Um, but I remember, bar, yeah, I remember bar hopping and like uh, um, staying out till 4, which at that point in our lives was not difficult for us to yeah. do. Yeah. Now, now it would kill me. Yeah. Now, I mean, even pre-COVID, I'm not even sure when was the last time I closed out at 2 a.m. Oh, bar. I, I, yeah. I've done many, many a closeouts. But I mean, recently? Um, that, it, that's what I'm saying. I, say I, I, like I've done many too, but the past few years, two years, maybe outside. I'm trying to think outside of Comic Con, which I definitely know I've closed up bars at, at Comic Con. I'm trying to remember. So mine would have been Pineapple Hill, like in no Los question. Angeles. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever been to uh, Pineapple Hill, which is a Sherman Oaks bar that is now a favorite of the right yeah, <laughs> because of their uh, it's, it's anti, anti-lockdown protests. Yeah. So uh, we're way off, off off track here. But speaking of bars, the uh, straight observation that I had, um, we we talked about our friends how, in, in this, uh, you probably have more straight observations, but this could be a segue into getting to similarities and differences. Um, we talked about how the friends always get the same like table <laughs> at mm-hmm. Central Park. Mm-hmm. At the end of how many, of this episode of How I Met Your Mother, they sit down at like a, not at their boots, just like a weird table in table. the middle. Yeah. And I'm sure that's just because it was the end of the episode. Like, if you had to have a dialogue scene, you would do it in a booth because it'd be too difficult to shoot right. um, a multicam sitcom with characters in a circle, you know? Yes. Um, but I did like that touch that, that they're, you know, it's not going to be yeah. like. Yeah, it's more like believable. Yeah. It's a bar, it's an operating bar. They have to, you know, sit where there's seats available. Um, and I'm trying to remember the bartender's name, but he's also, he's not, you know, he's not Gunther, but he's also a uh, recurring. Yeah, guy. I didn't I didn't clock his name. But uh, that was when, the, the beginning of the uh, flirt, flirt, flirtation imbalance was when he, <laughs> he brought them two more martinis. It was like... Um, compliments of that guy over there and they're both like oh that's so nice and she's like and he says to lily like no for you that'll be six bucks and that's funny but also she didn't order the drink right right that guy say give them two drinks and charge her (laughs) but that's a good price for a martini 
Maybe in 2005 it yeah. was normal. I'm yeah. trying to remember. I don't yeah. know. Uh, what other stray observations did you have? Um, let's see. Um, I got so sick of the legendary. I know that's like a a theme with Barney. Yeah, if you're sick of legendary already, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of it. Yeah, I I don't I don't like him. You don't like Barney? I don't like Barney. Not even for the show, you don't like him? I guess I like him for the show. But yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Uh, and he'll get worse. But then he'll also get better. But Ted's a bad guy, too. I like Marshall. I really like Marshall. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't really note any very specific like coincidence, like similarities and differences between the two episodes we watched today well, like just, i normally do it's just i'm just thinking of them now um marshall was like making up songs uh-huh. which were funny and singing them and in the friends episode phoebe was like making up nursery rhymes <laughs> yeah uh, okay spoiler my favorite moment yes <laughs> did you write did you remember the nursery rhyme um, was, there was a crooked man who had a crooked smile he lived in a shoe for a little while for a little while yes <laughs> yes um very very funny um yeah i i, I do lie I, I like that um i like that kind of weird humor and no one's going like uh, like people aren't like wait you thought there was a she just like says it and everyone is like they're like, well, that's Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. That's our Phoebes. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say, we, you know, this we didn't put this this on our, like, what did I, what did I call it? Uh, uh, schedule? Outline, schedule? Uh, layout? Um, outline, yeah. Um, saying which episode we liked better. But it's just worth, I think, to me mentioning that I went into this thinking I would generally prefer How I Met Your Mother episodes. And now the second episode in a row and two episodes out of three total i have preferred friends. the friends episode yeah this was a much better how i many other episodes in season than episode two which was mm-hmm. like devoid of laughs almost yes uh, yeah um uh, and had ted being a real creep yeah um this one was at least very funny do you agree that the friends episode was better yes yeah um i'm open-minded but i feel like that might always be my opinion yeah, it could uh, it could be, but I also think I mean, your mother um, figures itself out, and I think we're seeing the beginnings of that here. With um, you know, Friends has a lot of things happen, but Friends is still generally like a hangout show. It's like yeah, there's a lot of, and I think how how many your mother will come to define itself as a show is the opposite of the Seinfeld show about nothing that it like crams plot into mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Um, which is actually what Seinfeld did too, but I mean, uh, so that was a bad comparison, but it's not a show about nothing uh, is what I'm saying. And, and so here this like high concept thing of them flying to Philly, but it's like the storyline changes. It's like, we're looking for a bar to go to. Let's go to a different bar. Let's go to the airport. Let's go to Philly. Oh, now we're under, now we're being detained. Oh, now we're at this weird party. Okay. Now we're in a cab. Now we're in the Liberty Bell. Like all of that happens. Yeah along with two other plot lines or one other plot line, I guess right. in a 22 minute episode. And the, 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 the thing of Marshall, like kind of just like yeah. <laughs> practically like just doing donuts, turning, yeah. uh, turning, turning around uh, again and again. So that's sort of like manic, fast paced, overstuffed storytelling. When I think when the, how I Met your mother writers really get a hang of that, that's some of the best stuff 
that they do. And so this yeah. is, I think, an early taste of what you're going to see in, in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah. It's fast paced. I was never bored. All right. Um, so I said um, my funniest moment from Friends. Um, and you said your funniest moment from How I Met Your Mother. What was your friend's funniest moment? Um, it was just a dumb quote. So Monica's boyfriend, the, or the guy that she's dating that everyone loves, his name is Alan. And Chandler at one point says, I could have a gallon of Alan. <laughs> and that made me laugh. Uh, well, my favorite How I Met Your Mother thing was also just a dumb thing when they're in Sasha's basement at the party, quote unquote, but they all have to be quiet because her grandpa's asleep upstairs. And something happens and Barney goes, Philly! And she goes, shh! And he goes, Philly! <laughs> Also really funny, at the end, they're saying bye to Sasha, and was it Barney or Ted who said, um, apologize to your grandfather for me walking in in the bathroom? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought he was asleep. All right. um, I was trying to think of, uh, uh, were were there any um, running jokes that were touched on or begun or anything else uh, in this Friends episode? Uh, I feel like maybe calling out Ross's articulation of things is a bit mm-hmm. of a like early bit of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when uh, it, it's amazing that we're in the third episode of the series and when Joey does his Ross impression, it's like spot on. And we all already know like, yeah. yep, that's exactly how Ross yeah. talks. It's, it, I think it's a testament to, um, how quickly the the show established its characters, how quickly the yes. actors established their characters, um, and 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 uh, made their relationships believable. Yes. Um, also, Rachel being bad at her job. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Phoebe chewing on her hair. I, I want to go back to the the joke, which I saw coming a million miles away where Rachel like hands everyone their drink. And right. as soon as her back is turned, they all like, Switch on. but I do want to go back and try and figure out, wait, who got what? Cause I think like Ross got an iced tea yeah, and Joey got a latte. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I can't remember what Chandler cause the other two were just black coffee, coffee. And then one was, I can't remember what the, the other one. Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe oh, one was decaf maybe. So, um, uh, maybe Monica is a decaf person. Yeah. And Chandler's the black coffee. I don't know. I, I want to go back and watch it again and figure out who got what. Yeah. And then Phoebe just gets a drink when she sits down. It doesn't yeah. get to enjoy it because well, Chandler puts a cigarette which, out Yeah. So rude. <laughs> so rude. So rude. But then you have to imagine that she didn't pay for that drink. Yeah. I don't think they're paying for drinks no, with Rachel working there. Um, well, with How I Met Your Mother, you mentioned legendary. It's one of Barney's many, many, many catchphrases. So there's yeah. going to be more of it. Yeah. Um, there's more high fiving. He does a phone five. There's a lot time. of high fiving in Friends too. Huh? In yeah. like the opening no, credits, you're right. there's so many different you know high fives being done. Given. Yeah. What? <laughs> I feel like I was almost going to say, which this isn't true. I was like, was the high five new in 1994? <laughs> or were they just like, here's a way of showcasing how hip and with it these young characters are. Yeah. They do this high five craze. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what's the, like, cause you don't see people high five in like old, like detective movies and stuff. I feel like the early, like Top Gun, which is mid eighties, like the characters high five in that. I'm trying to remember what's, the, what's like the earliest high five. There's actually, I want to say there was like a podcast I listened to about it and it was in baseball, like a baseball player 
high fived another one, and that was like the first high wow. five ever. Wow. Yeah. It was it like televised, or was it like go back before? I think it was like before. I don't. Okay. Yeah, or maybe it was televised. I don't know. Um. Okay, so he he did the phone five. There was also a callback to suit up, where he in the flashback he says snow suit up. Yeah. Um. And then one of my favorite running jokes, because there actually is a bit of like pathos to it, is this thing of Barney insisting that he's Ted's best friend, even though Aww. everyone viewing it and even the characters all know like Ted and Marshall are best friends. Right. Like, they live together. Um, yeah, they live together. They, I will find out they went to college. They met in college, they went yeah. to college together. So did Lily. That's where they all met. Um, like, uh, we all know that Ted and Marshall are best friends. And I think Barney knows that too deep down, but he doesn't like to hear it said. Yeah. And he insists. He's trying to. Yeah. Because the, the truth is that like best friendships don't have to be mutual. Like Ted can be Barney's best friend without Barney being Ted's best friend. That's a possible, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you disagree, and I want to hear your your thoughts on no, that. No, I do, I do agree. But yeah, I would feel bad if you thought that you were best friends with someone and they didn't, they didn't agree, or they had another best friend. I could see where it would be kind of sad. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's we 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 wrapped up both the episodes. Unless you had any other thoughts. Nope, I don't think so. So let's get to our little uh, branded um, <laughs> segments. First up, it's how were we doing? <laughs> In which uh, we revisit the headlines from the day the episodes aired. Uh, October 6th, 1994 is when Friends uh, aired its third episode. Um, the only thing I could find on here is that Ben Mokoena became the first black mayor of Middleburg, South Africa on October 6th, 1994. Wow. Yeah, that wouldn't have... I wouldn't have found that out. Yeah, wouldn't have, wouldn't have broken through to my middle school mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, news. Oh. Um, let's see. They're all, they also do, this is, you know, you and I are, are older people. Um, but this website I'm looking at also tells you who was born on this day. And there are people who are apparently famous to someone that I've never heard of who were born on October 6th, 1994. Cause yeah, they'd we, be in their, like, they'd be in their mid twenties at this point. Yeah. Anyway, Devon Terrell. Do you know who that is? Nope. Okay. Um, Let's see. And on October 3rd, 2005, uh, a number of things uh, happened, including another South African thing, a uh, a donation to the United Nations World Food Program. But um, the thing I will call out, um, St. Tammany Parish Schools reopened Louisiana for the first time after after Hurricane Katrina on on that day. Yeah. Um, also, this was the day that per, uh, President George W. Bush nominated Harriet Myers to this, for the Supreme Court, who did not end up getting... Right. Uh, he ended up withdrawing the nomination. She was not, uh, I guess, popular across party lines. Yeah. Um, but uh, those are some of the... That, that's how we were doing. That's how we were doing. On those days. I feel like I'm so bad at this portion, because I have such a bad memory already. Um, and I'm envious of... Well, I, I guess, sorry, when you say you're bad at it, like, 
There's nothing you have to do. <laughs> I'm bad at memories, all right? <laughs> but no one's holding you to any standard of like, well, oh, she really whiffed it on that, <laughs> well, receiving that headline. No, I will say my sister is so good at this. Like if you said October 6, 1994, she would say, oh, this was a Tuesday. I was wearing corduroys. I had my new Vans. Like she is so good about remembering like just details about any specific date. And I'm quite the opposite. So, yeah, I guess I do feel envious of people who are able to recall details, specifics. Um, who is there? Uh, isn't there like a famous actress who's, uh, who has a photographic memory? Is it Andy McDowell? It's someone like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a certain kind of... Um, Oh, it's Mary Lou Henner. Yes. Mary Lou Henner has yes. a photographic memory. So fascinating. Yeah. Uh, all right. And next up is challenge accepted. This is where we take turns. I will predict, I'll make predictions about what, ha- what happens on the next episode of friends. You will okay. make a prediction about what happens on the next episode of how many mother. Okay. We tally these up across the, uh, the season of each of, of the show. And at the end of the season, the loser or the, the, the winner gets to force the loser to donate to a charity of the winner's choice. Yeah. Okay, so the Friends episode we're watching is the one with George Stephanopoulos. I'm not going to say my prediction is that George Stephanopoulos is in it. Uh, that would be too easy. Uh, it's 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 right there, um, and uh, I know that uh, name guest stars will will only become more and more of a thing on on Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that was just like an NBC '90s thing because mm-hmm. Will and Grace also like had always had crazy name uh, guest stars. Yeah. Um, so George Stephanopoulos shows up and in the nineties, I'm going to guess who would, who would interact with George Stephanopoulos. Um, I'm going to say he visits the museum where Ross works. Oh, okay. That's my guess about the natural history museum. Is that where Ross works? Well, yeah. Yeah, usually because there are like dinosaur bones. Oh, and the the Neanderthals or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And then, hold on, uh, season one, episode four of How I Met Your Mother is called Return of the Shirt. Do you have any, um, Mm. any guesses? Again, Return of the shirt. Uh, again, I want, I want to make clear my version. My understanding of these rules is that the name of the episode is the information that we are supplied with, but our predictions don't necessarily have to be about the name of the episode. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but why wouldn't it be? Like, if we know nothing about what, it, why well, wouldn't Well, I guess the reason I say that is because I think as these shows go on, there will be more serialized storytelling and more like cliffhangers. Okay. And so I feel like at a certain point we could make a, we could, our prediction could be about what happens, like how the cliffhanger is resolved, which doesn't necessarily have to do with the name of the episode. That's just my thinking. We're in this, we're in this together. If you want to make it just about the episode name, that's fine with me. Okay. Return of the shirt. So, mm, okay. I'm going to just pick a character who maybe this will be, whose shirt this belongs to. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that um, Marshall wears a specific shirt when something specific happens. Okay, so like... So maybe he hasn't worn it 
in years and the return of the shirt is signaling something that's happening that hasn't happened in a long time. Is that too vague? Does that? No, I would say that's um, too specific. Uh, it's quite specific, but I like that. Okay. So the shirt belongs to Marshall and it signifies something. Um, I like that this is your second guess in a row that it will have to do with Marshall. I think I just have a crush on Marshall. You just like Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hide it. I love it. <laughs> do you have a crush on any of the friends? Uh, uh, no. Eh, no. I guess not. I mean, I, I will eventually have a crush on someone on the show, but she's not one of the friends. Oh, okay. But she, uh, uh, there's a character that everybody on the show hates. Oh, I already know that. That I like, I that I liked. And partially because I like, because everybody hated her, I like felt bad. Yeah. But she's also she's great. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I have no problem with that. Okay. Well, uh, we did it. We talked about seasons ones, episodes threes, uh, <laughs> for friends and I met your mother. And, uh, meanwhile, you can find me at battleshippretension.com. That's my other, uh, uh, website and podcast where I review and talk about movies. Uh, and you can email me, uh, at, we still haven't set up an email address. We really need to do that. We gotta do that. We're banking a bunch of these before we've actually like put any of them out. So like we keep forgetting to do that part of the setup. But in the meantime, you can email me at david at battleshippretension.com. Natalie. Do you want people to nope. reach out to you? Don't find me. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. Well, then, in that case, oh, I don't. We don't have a sign off, do we? I do. Oh, okay. In that case, have a good one. Bye.